Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And so when I had my daughter, um, I remember uh, when she was a lot younger, she was the first person, place or thing, we'll call it a noun. <laughs> she was the, the only time I ever felt like I wasn't going to be rejected. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. I feel like I say the same things every single week. I have a special guest for you, and I, I you know, weed out the people that I, I think will be good for the show. But you know, I, I take it seriously. You know, I could have a lot of people on, but I'm very um, careful, you know, with it. So today I have on a, another therapist, and we're gonna get into some good stuff. I will let Kevin introduce himself, but unless Mr. Kevin, you welcome to Who Can Relate, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've been, I'm a marriage and family therapist. I'm still an associate right now. Yeah. So this June, I actually hit my two year mark Okay. Um, post graduation. Oh, wow. Um, nice. so I will be hopefully applying first in Illinois. Okay. Yeah. So Illinois would be the first place I'd get licensed because California yeah. is a little bit it's tricky, tricky, takes yeah. a longer process, longer hours, Okay. Uh, different requirements. Gotcha. And why Illinois? We, um, we got something in common. Yeah, we got something in common <laughs> from both from the Chicagoland area, yeah. born and raised, yeah. um, and then went to school out there too, and then yeah. made the move in 2019 okay. to LA. And a lot of people, I'm sure, are watching, like, Wait, this guy looks like he's 21, like fresh out of college. <laughs> you're 28, yes, and you're already um, a therapist, man, which is which is super dope. Good for you. Thank you. That's Thank awesome. you. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about therapy. Um, I saw you have a, a TikTok video on your Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess t- tell everyone about how your dad responded when yeah. you decided to quit your job. And I told my dad, I told my dad, um, yo, dad, like I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm laughing because I saw. Well, I'll make sure the video is playing right now. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, yo, dad, like I'm thinking about uh, applying to to grad school for marriage and family therapy. And like, he was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, because we're, we're coming from more background, like doctor, engineer, lawyer, yeah. um, finance, yeah. and really whatever can s- stack a lot of paper. Sure. Like make money. Sure. Um, and f- be financially secured so they don't have to worry. Yeah. And pay back the dividends later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I told him and he was just like, okay uh sure like very shocked but like what is it and yeah, then trying yeah. to explain to him like what is therapy i've been doing therapy mm. when i was an undergrad too mm. um he knew it but he didn't really understand like like what it is sure um but over time like yeah, just shocked and like me going back to school specifically to northwestern essentially was such a big yeah. financial price yeah um and, uh, yeah, he just <laughs> couldn't believe it. My mom, I think my mom more now mm. 
is in disbelief, but my dad actually is more on board. Wow, interesting. Um, he, yeah. this, he's noticing like me doing more of the creative stuff behind Got the it. scenes yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it takes a lot, man, um, to look your parents in the face and say, I know what the plan was. Yeah but I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> and then yeah. I have another plan and, yeah. and I kind of just need you guys to trust me on this. And, yes. and when you say that you don't even fully have trust in, but you have to, you have to just own it, you know, and yeah. you have to just roll with it, which I admire. So what made you want to be a therapist? Were there situations in your life personally where mm-hmm. you, you know, had some, some inner voice telling you maybe this is the route? Did yeah. you have mentors? Like how did it, how did it begin? It began with I really like the personal relationships that were formed me. Like two of my best friends have bipolar disorder, okay. which we didn't know about. Mm. Um, so growing up, like in high school, they were going through like manic phases, also an undergrad, and we're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, wow. Um, and my parents were scared, and they're like, we don't want you to hang out with them anymore. Wow. Uh, these two guys and um, really reconsider like your friendships. Sure. Um, and I didn't feel right about it. I didn't want to like abandon them just because they're going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. So we really stuck it out. Like I'm still close with them now and I've known them since sixth grade. Okay. Um, and then the other side is my romantic relationships. Mm. Two of my first girlfriend suffered from depression and then the second girlfriend mm. suffered also from depression. Wow. So there was this, and I didn't know what depression was either. Like sure. I was not well-versed at all. And I was like, how can I help? I really want to help. Mm. And that was one of the big reasons to actually go do the therapy. Aside from, I asked them all to see like, oh, what, what do you think I would be good at? Mm. Um, they're like thinking like, oh, you'd be pretty good at like, you're pretty good at listening. You're pretty, um, you would like to learn more about other people and yeah. get into the the intimate <laughs> setting stuff. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, mm. And really, yeah, just the the fact that they were, suffering and thinking that I wanted to help. That was the reason why I did it. But sure. now knowing on the flip side is like, you really can't do anything when someone's suffering from depression aside mm. from just supporting them yeah. um, and asking what their needs. But I can't do that. Sure. Um, anything else besides that. Yeah. Yeah. I <clears throat> had a um, episode two weeks ago on mental health. And one of the, the big overall premises that we talked about was, you know, not everything needs a solution. You know, sometimes you can just show up for someone. Sometimes you can, whether it's with your heart, you know, your ears, or if they do ask for advice or just suggestions or experiences, then great. But, you know, I, I, that's really important that what you said is, you know, you can't necessarily help with that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, but you still want it to just be there to help them in any kind of way, which is dope. Also what I took away from that answer, which was a great answer. Um, overall premise of every self-help book and when people especially when the ones that like trying to discover my purpose and what am i supposed to do with my life one of the main common threads in these books is ask the ones closest to you what am i good at what Mm -hmm. do you guys when you think of kevin when you think of justin what do you guys think about what comes to mind and so good for you for um for asking that and um and that's a that was one of the things like Mm. we took those four questions so it it was a task called like insight 360 and then inside 360 insight. Oh, inside 360. So and tell me about this. It was uh, four questions that you send to like, your community, the environment. So the mm. idea is like, if you're doing like strengths finder, like Myers Briggs, all these personality tests that yeah. focus on the individual, um, you you might come out with like specific, uh, your, your own personality, specific strengths that you think, mm. but then just asking your community, these four different questions, um, and really, 
having them thoughtfully write them out and then we actually have a discussion, it, wow. it just changes the perspective a little bit and see like sure. if, if there is a pattern within your friends to see like what yeah. you're good at. Insight 360? Insight 360. Okay, cool. I'll make sure if you guys are listening, it's in the show notes. If you're watching, it's also in the show notes. But um, that's so cool. Wow, I've never even, never even heard of that. But yeah, it's just the people closest to you know you sometimes better than you know yourself. Yeah. And they can view you maybe sometimes differently. So mm-hmm. that's super dope. So tell me about um, now that you're a therapist and it's um, relationship and family, yep. um, also individually, um, mm-hmm. who and what are some of the... Um, clients that you see and, and more so like the age ranges because again yeah. you're 28 which is yes. amazing and i'm sure you help out a lot of younger people who would just mm-hmm. feel more comfortable with you as mm-hmm. opposed to maybe someone who's older yeah i would say yeah there's definitely outliers of like people that i've been working with like that are 18 but also up to like in their 50s but majority mm-hmm. of the people that come and see me through my website or through psychology today mm-hmm. their insurance com- or not even the insurance company or referrals i would say because we don't mm-hmm. actually accept in- accept insurance at our practice right now oh, okay got it um is between yeah 20 25 to 35 yeah. um, around my age yeah um it gets a little weird when you see them on tinder or see them <laughs> on <laughs> hinge yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah mostly working with couples individuals and mm. specifically right now because i'm working at a cbt clinic or a cognitive behavioral therapy clinic yeah um and, and working under supervision there's certain um therapy models that I have to abide by. And okay. that's the framework that we work from. But sure. I was trained in integrative systemic therapy, okay, um, which is kind of just like pulling from all the different treatment models and nice. and, and just working through through that lens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you kind of broke that down because there are definitely different levels to therapy and yeah. different therapists specialize in different things. Um, uh, I, my therapist seems, I, I think it's the, uh, what was the term again where you kind of pull from, from everything? Uh, integrative. Yeah. I believe he does that. Cause that guy, (laughs) I just always say he's like the Michael Jordan of therapy. I don't know another way to describe him, but he definitely pulls from multiple sources. Um, and he recommended, um, a book for me, which is CBT funny enough. Mm. And and it's a blue cover, 10 strategies. Um, if you guys are watching, it's on the screen right now. If you're listening, I'll, I'll put in the show notes as well. But um, that really helped me kind of compartmentalize a lot of things mm. and made a lot of things make sense. Um, so being that, again, your your demographic is 25 to 35. Yeah. What are some of the conversations that someone in that age range, you know, I'm 34, so I can touch on it. You're yeah. 28. But um, what are you kind of seeing as a collective overall? I think one, um, a big the big demographic right now is like Asian American specifically in California. I think okay. yeah, about 75% of my clients are Asian American and mm. they seek specifically around, um, Asian American identity, okay. uh, Asian identity. Mm. Um, uh, also things like, yeah, like anxiety, depression, okay. um, under the anxiety umbrella, like OCD panic disorder. Sure. Um, so I'll try to like throw in CBT mm. skills because, mm-hmm empirically the most effective for anxiety and depression. Yeah. So I I like, and structurally sometimes it's more beneficial. Like some people want that structure instead of just more supportive therapy. Totally. Um, but yeah, I would say like 75 and then aside from that, a lot of my pull is from the Bay area Mm. tech companies, um, and, and young, young, just young adults emerging into, adulthood corporate life and then switching either transitioning to a different position or thinking about getting married or yeah um 
having children or like navigating sure. those different spaces. Sure. Um, I, I definitely want to go more into the getting married and we'll talk about the pressures, you know, of a, of a, you know, young person right now, but, um, going back to the Asian American demographic and you said yeah. some of it is identifying, um, mm-hmm. issues. And, um, obviously right now, um, we will be very sensitive and respectful with the mm-hmm. Asian hate that's going on, um, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. are you kind of, talking about that as well in therapy right now and we are it's 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 a heavy heavy subject um right now and uh like part of my yeah like my job is to to check in to talk about things that Mm. maybe some friends or family might not have the 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 option or um the opportunity to talk to them about Totally. totally yeah um so yeah i do i do check in with all my asian clients um on just how they're doing with the recent events Um, and, um, I I think it's been very beneficial, um, for them, but also for me too. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, ideally, um, it's really for them, like their space, but Mm -hmm. naturally there's going to be takeaways on my end as well. Totally. Yeah. And, and that type of, you know, tug on your heartstrings, I I can only imagine, you know, especially if you've dealt with, um, not that you have to share, but if you've dealt with your own personal stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you can be able to relate to them. Um, but that's, that's the beauty I think I'm sure for you being as young as you are. And then that's kind of your demographic, um, Mm -hmm. just that relatability factor, you know, whether either you've been there, done that, or at least you've thought it before, which is nice. Um, when I was, um, first going to therapy, I was nine and my therapist, I believe he was in his thirties, maybe mid thirties. Mm. Um, and you know, it was hard to connect obviously cause it's just an adult, you know? And then as I got older, um, I also realized too, that there are different types of therapists we mentioned before. And, and, um, as I've mentioned with Keandra Jackson, who was on for therapy with an episode, um, you know, finding a therapist is like dating, <laughs> you it know, is, that's kind of how I associate it. You have to go on a couple of dates to, to find mm-hmm. your match and you have to go on a couple of therapy sessions to find your match, but definitely stick to it. And, um, you know, it's also too, um, when it comes to, we, we talked offline about, um, you know, therapists don't necessarily give advice. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. kind of like a, maybe a, a, a blindsided, you know, situation for someone coming in as a patient. Yeah. Like, well, I need you to tell me what to do. And you're like, yeah. well, let's figure it out together it out. kind yeah. of thing. Um, so, yeah. So uh, back to the pressures that society can put on the younger generation. You said that's kind of one of the things you mm-hmm. know, that you're, you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your personal experiences? Uh, obviously, we talked about your dad and your mom and, and kind of yeah. having a hard time with that career switch. But you know, you're 28, you're, you're from the Midwest. I mean, it's, it's different for us. It's different. You know, it's, it's the idea of, um, success quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, is before you're 30 to be married, have kids, own a home. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you're the black sheep, something's wrong with you. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So yeah. Um, that's the part of it is like, luckily, luckily that I'm like the oldest cousin or like I'm, I'm an only child. So I'm like the oldest cousin on my mom's side. Um, and I am guess I guess I'm like setting that um, example kind of. example, but also like if I could push it further, mm-hmm. it helps my younger cousins. Oh yeah, sure. Like give them more leeway, yeah. specifically around like dating and totally. dating is definitely something that we don't really talk about in our family. Mm. More, I think more now since after being in therapy. Okay. Um, one of the things I want to do was getting to sex therapy and get my uh, certification in that. Okay. It might be sometime on the road, sure. but it just made things more comfortable and open. Yeah, totally. Um, within the family. Um, 
and the pressures, I think, yeah, even going home. So I just got back last Sunday from Chicago, yeah. talking to my mom, talking to my uncle, yeah. talking to my yeah, dad and my grandma. They're all just like, hey, you're about to hit 30. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. about to hit 30. Yeah. Like, it's time maybe to get married right now or find someone that you want to really settle down with. Yeah. And for me, it was, it was like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Yeah, you know, I'm good where I'm at. Like, yeah. I, I just got out of a relationship and... Mm-hmm. Um, just really just trying to figure out myself. And I yeah. think big part of it is like chasing. I was chasing women for quite some time when I was an mm. undergrad. Um, because there was a big transition switch from my high school into college. Okay. Um, didn't really, didn't really smile. It was weird. Okay. Never really, I think we're gonna talk about like vulnerability later, yeah. but yeah, vulnerability was a tough thing to talk about sensitivity, um, and just intimacy. Mm. So once I got into undergrad and like actually like, liked and wanted to pursue someone mm-hmm. um that that's what changed like that's flipped mm. and it was more towards that than figuring out myself i guess it was still kind of explore exploring yeah um but it was more just like oh if they like that let me do that um, okay as opposed to like what what about what i like exactly kind of thing exactly okay. so the exploration uh, phase was was difficult yeah interesting yeah I, for me as well um I mean, I was a people pleaser for sure and always trying to make sure that they were happy, but not really knowing how, what made me happy, you know, and then therefore they didn't know (laughs) either. Mm -hmm. So it's just this, um, this game of back and forth. But, um, would you say that part of the, um, difficulty with, again, just the, um, exploration phase and all that, was that just family stuff as well? Maybe it wasn't. So for me, for example, like talking about sex in my home was, was not that it wasn't allowed, but it was never talked about. Yeah. You know, no, I was very uncomfortable for, you know, uh, even like when I was younger, like a kissing, like a romantic kissing scene, watching with my mom was like <laughs> awkward, you know, which is normal. But as I got older, I just, you feel as, as a kid, you know, yeah. as a teenager, like when it's comfortable, when it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't. And so that carried into my adult life, yeah. you know, where sex wasn't you know the topic in fact um i do another show called enjoy the podcast Mm -hmm. and um jared the other co-host his wife is a certified sexologist i mean pretty sure she has a degree in sexology some type of um she's well versed in the sex game (laughs) let's say that and so sometimes we talk about it and i had a conversation with jared the other day and i'm like i don't mind it at all just so you know it i'm just not used to it it's gonna take some time yes um can you relate to just any of that yeah like for sure, like could not <laughs> didn't talk about um, sex at all. I think the the only things that would we would talk about were um, like any time the TV show would come on. Like I think I remember third grade, we mm. I played a movie at a birthday party. Okay. It was um, Harold and Kumar go yeah. to White Castle, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then and there's like nude scenes in there. Yeah. And I remember my aunt was there, my younger cousins <laughs> at the time, and a lot of my friends who were in third grade. Yeah, you was that, all, was that nine years old, eight years old, something? Yeah, and, yeah. There, uh, and I grew up in the mid, uh, in the northwest suburbs of yeah. a predominantly white area, so yeah. I'm getting, like, calls from their mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get calls from a mom, and they yeah. be like, yo, like, he can't come to the sleepovers anymore. Wow, um, yeah. And talk to my mom, I was like, you're not having good responsibility, or you're not, like, wa- chaperoning our kids. Totally. Mo- every time, there was, there was the first time for everyone to see like pair of breasts yeah 
and boobs and they were like what the hell yeah what's going on and you kind of feel like we shouldn't be watching this but i can't take my eyes off (laughs) (laughs) dude i that's so interesting i was i had this almost the same exact situation i want to say i was either in third or fourth grade i had a birthday party i had a sleepover there were no adults Uh, my mom was in bed at this point and there was like four or five of us Mm -hmm. and that was when um HBO had like their soft porn, if you will. Yes, right? yeah. And so we were like flipping through channels trying to watch something <laughs> and we flipped and all of a sudden there's boobs on the TV and yeah. we were like, uh, and we're looking at each other like someone change it. I'm not changing it. What are those? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, and then fair enough, the, the same thing happened the next morning when yeah. my friends went home, two of their parents called my mom like yeah. what's going on in your household my son said we're not allowing and I, and I was like oh shit like now I gotta explain to my mom it's just a whole thing, a whole but, thing. um but yeah it's uh I, I wish in that moment you know and and again this is for me I was raised by a single mother so mm. I can only imagine the awkwardness for her to have that conversation with her young son right yeah. but um you know I just wish that there was a, a more of a open dialogue with it just a sense of comfortability like look yeah it's natural to have these urges, you know what I mean? It's normal kind of thing and and not just shun them, you know? So I, I hear myself say that and I'm like, okay, well, what kind of conversations do I have with my daughter? But that's going to be another episode for another day. I got a, I got a funny story coming on that. It was, um, it was me and my mom. Uh, I don't even know what, I think it was like getting into high school or maybe even undergrad. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've never talked about sex or anything and the way we, she, she just came up and just sat next to me. Um, in the first conversation she's ever had to meet around sex, she was like, hey, um, I'm just curious. This is all in uh, Chinese, by the way. Okay. And she's like, um, still the thing down there, like your PP, uh, <laughs> has it ever had anything come out of it yet? Oh, wow. And, and how like, old are you? I think I'm in like either in high school or undergrad. Wow. And this is like so uncomfortable. I'm like, get the hell out yeah. of here. I'm not trying Mom, to have these conversations. Time and place. <laughs> <laughs> but also the verbiage. Totally, like, totally. Yeah, yeah. Who says that? Oh, man. That's oh. funny. So let's. <laughs> a lot of people are like, yeah, me too. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about um, every time I, I have a guy come on and, and I, I, you know, my whole thing is I want to normalize vulnerability for men. Mm-hmm. When you hear the word vulnerability, what comes to mind? I would say just the, the openness and, and willingness to, to share uncomfortable or just stories in general about yourself. Sure. sure. Um, and really taking things to like, taking some time to process things and mm-hmm. seeing if you feel comfortable enough to, to share. Yeah. What, what's been oh sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say oh, oh i was i was gonna uh further into that what has your relationship been with that word maybe in childhood was it shown in your home mm-hmm. um as a teenager was it was it around your peers early 20s etc what was your mm-hmm. relationship never shown until i would say yeah my undergrad so wow. really the first time actually like opening up to a female or opening mm. up more to um friends like i didn't say i love you until probably my senior year of undergrad wow so it just it's just something wasn't said in the household yeah and um Mm. and i said it to a a girl and uh, she didn't say it back (laughs) like f vulnerability vulnerability. never doing this again again. um and that was just devastating i bet but um and you said it was never said in your home Never. Now it's now. Now it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but growing up, but it growing wasn't. up, no. We just didn't. Wow. It didn't. Yeah, hugging. My mom's very affectionate. Okay. Um, but yeah, we just never said it at home, and mm. affirmations weren't really a thing either. Yeah. Of like positive reinforcement, like, oh, you're doing a great job. It's like, 
you could do better. Wow. Um, the pressure, the yeah. pressure, uh, and, and then the vulnerability piece again. Um, yeah, undergrad and then opening up to, uh, friends and telling my friends, I love them. Yeah. Kind of, um, destigmatize that is like, because totally. before you'd be considered, um, feminine sure. or they make definitely like inappropriate remarks. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're not man enough or whatever. Exactly. Whatever it is. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. I remember the, uh, having that feeling of like, I want, man, like, I love you, man. But, but then like not being able to say it just with fear of judgment, yes. you know, and, and criticism or ridicule. And, and, um, and that, that was, that was a struggle. And this, this was, I mean, less than 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's still pretty, pretty new. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I remember I, I had a, I was dating a girl one time and, um, I was talking to my buddy on the phone and I was like, all right, man, I love you, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. And she was like, I, I don't think I've ever heard another man tell their friend as another man that yeah. they love them. And I was like, huh, well, yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we do. And, and I remember thinking about that and I was like, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. common. It's not common. We feel that way, but it's not common for all the reasons that we just said. It took a, it took a while to get uh, me to get to that point because my friends would say it to me and I wouldn't say it back. Okay. And uh, mm. they're just like, dude, I'm not hanging up this phone until you say I love you. Wow. And uh, it was almost like the, I don't know if you remember the Remember the Titans. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then he's burp tears on the phone. Yeah. He's like, love you, sugar. Bro. Yeah. That, that man, that movie to this day makes me cry. Yes. And, and one of the, it's a great reference. One of the main reasons is because of the vulnerability that was shared throughout that movie. Yeah. You know, it was, it was um, not enemies, but it wasn't friendly at, at first. And then once they got comfortable, once they understood they're on the same team, et cetera. And when um, uh, Julius and then... Who was Bertier? Yeah, Gary. Yeah, so Julius and Gary, when they, the relationship and bond that they built, aside from the racial divides, but what they built, um, you know, the loving relationship was 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 emotional for me, and because I remember thinking, I feel the same way, but I, it was like a battle, man, like like a a, had like a restraining order against myself (laughs) with with truly expressing vulnerability. Yeah, Um, love that movie, love the message, Um, but yeah, so. For, uh, back to the vulnerability side of it. So mm-hmm. again, you grew up not not being you know set in your household, mm-hmm. not being shown, and then you know when you're dating, how has vulnerability? Well, I guess what does it mean to you today, and and how has it benefited you today? Yeah, and another piece was going through therapy school. Like, okay, I would want, if given the opportunity, if financially reasonable, every if I have children, all my children go through therapy school. Not to become a therapist, not to become a counselor or anything like that, but what you learn about yourself is, and how you present yourself and to the relation of others Mm. is crucial. Sure. Um, Wow. Because I I wouldn't have been doing modeling if I didn't go to therapy school. Like I wouldn't be able to like handle it mentally. I know we could talk about that, but let me me, um, go through the vulnerability piece again. Mm -hmm. And so you were saying like, yeah, that, that was one of the big pieces. And like what it means to me now is that I'm more comfortable with myself and I think there's a difference between just sharing to share mm. where you're comfortable sharing maybe intimate stories, but threshold might be higher for me, but for someone else, it might be like, you're blowing my mind. Like this is, sure. this is no one, we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's for sure, there's going to be discomfort when I want to share something and be vulnerable with someone else, but understanding that it's okay to, for me to open myself up and if they don't have a strong response or anything like that, 
it gives me a lot of power or empowering myself to get this off my chest or mm-hmm. to share something so intimate with you sure. that if you can relate, mm-hmm. um, we can grow closer and bond a little bit more, sure. um, take our f- relationship, friendship into another level and keep building that trust and intimacy between yeah. one of one yeah. another. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, and this is something I had to realize the hard way, um, what I thought was in depth, deep relationships with people mm-hmm. was surface mm. because I couldn't be fully transparent and vulnerable. Yeah. And I realized through, through therapy that the only way I'm ever going to build the strongest bond possible to not put a cap on the ceiling mm-hmm. is to just completely be vulnerable. Yeah. And that was hard for me in relationships with, with romantic relationships with, with women, um, really struggled with that. And then again, back to the friends, even, even there. So, you know, now being on the other side of vulnerability. Mm. Um, as, when did as, you, as when did yeah. you, uh, like make that shift or like you're saying like yeah. the vulnerability shift? Totally. I appreciate that question. And for everyone that is going to come on, who can relate, ask me questions sometimes too. It's yeah, so yeah. much easier. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, the, the shift for me, um, the first shift rather, I'll start with that was, um, with my daughter mm. for sure. You know, I, I was shown tough love growing up as, as a kid, uh, very rarely ever received, if, if ever, uh, words of affirmation, yeah. touch, affection, you know, just going down the love languages here. Um, and so I never knew I needed it mm. because I was never given it kind of thing. And so when I had my daughter, um, I remember uh, when she was a lot younger, she was the first person place or thing, we'll call it a noun. <laughs> she was the, the only time I ever felt like I wasn't going to be rejected. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when that's unconditional love, I never experienced that before. Yeah. So when she gave that to me as a baby, it was so much easier for me to give and give and give and give. Yeah. Cause I knew I would never be rejected. Yeah. I knew I'd never be abandoned and I knew I'd never be neglected. Yeah. So that was my first experience with it. And, um, it, everything made sense when people were like, you're going to be a, you know, a parent. It's like that unconditional love. And I remember like, what do you, what, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm excited cause you're excited, <laughs> but I don't know what I'm excited for. Yeah. And then I realized it. And then, um, two other experiences, um, with my wife, which is still today, something I have to actively work on mm. because it's, I'm not quite the hundred percent there yet. I'm, I'm maybe like 70 as far as completely letting her in still, yeah. even though we're married. Um, and she knows that and we, we talk about that every week in therapy. Um, and she's very patient, holds a beautiful space for me to mm. confide in, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then the third experience that I had, and this may either be surprising a lot of people or not, was actually my dog. Oh. Chicago. Yeah, my, my dog's name is Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I say that as if you knew, but yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, my, my dog Chicago. And it's funny because my wife... Um, has noticed on a few occasions she'll just watch us play and she'll watch me give him unconditional love and she's like it kind of blows my mind that you're so easily able to give him Mm. all of you and it's a struggle for you to do that for me and I said well very simply put I still subconsciously fear rejection from people Mm. every time I walk in this door whether I'm gone for a week a day or just I took out the trash. Yeah. He greets me as if he hasn't seen me in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. That feels amazing when I come home to that. Every time I want to play with him, he's ready to go. Anytime I'm like, you want to go outside for a walk? He's ready. He's never, there's never any restriction mm-hmm. with him. And he's always so welcoming. 
And those three experiences for me were the catalyst of being okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And in, you know, if people can relate to that, great. If you can't, no worries. This just works for me. And, um, and I'm so thankful for all three, yeah. um, you know, times and experiences, but you know, it's, it's something like we said a lot, you know, earlier at the top of this, um, you can't really force it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't force help. You can't force someone to help with depression. You can't force someone mm-hmm. to help with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to um, be able to create some type of space, make it, make it customizable, yeah. right? Don't just provide the same space for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> when you were saying like, okay, so because I don't have a daughter and I, mm-hmm. I, 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 and I can see the dog as well. I don't have a dog as either. And Got it. thinking about um, those are two things that you, are like almost like hundred percent, like you need to take care of yeah. and responsible for. And sure. I can see how that is uh, like where you can give the hundred percent vulnerability. Yeah. So like thinking about it for me, mm-hmm. which I don't have ch- a child or a dog, mm-hmm. what would you do in that situation to see mm-hmm. like what's getting you from that 70 to a hundred percent with your, with your wife? Yeah. I feel like I'm on the couch. This is great, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is free, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not curious for myself. Yeah, no, of course. That's a great question. I'm sure a lot of people are like, thank you for asking that too. Um, <clears throat> again, it's, it's just back to knowing that the only way I'm going to have the best possible relationship with my wife is to be 100% transparent and vulnerable. And I know that you know, even though it's 70%, we have a great marriage, you know, we're, we're very happy and it's, it's, it's very often that we're very happy. Um, but we're just excited knowing that we haven't even really reached the full potential. Mm. And it's not just all on me, like, come on, Justin, catch up, you know, with the 70 to a hundred game, but there's some other factors there too. But, um, cause we've only been, we've only known each other for four years next week. Mm. So, I mean, there's that too factor of it. Um, but again, back, back to your question to get from 70 to hundred, it's just trusting with the right person. Cause mm-hmm. that takes a lot. Um, so a big part of it that you're able to be in that safe space with them, to mm-hmm. confide in them, to don't fear judgment, you know, mm-hmm. don't fear rejection, don't fear neglect. And here's the thing, even if those things do happen, if those experiences, you do feel that way. Um, the beauty is it's still a win-win because yeah. the beauty is that you know you are capable of putting yourself in that position. Because for me, it was hard for me even to just show up at the door, mm. let alone open it and walk through it. Yeah. And ever since I've done that, um, there's never been a moment where I'm like, see, this is why I shouldn't have. I, I knew I, I've never had that experience ever. And that also helps me keep, keep going too. And does it need to be 100? That's the other thing is like, mm. it feels like, the goal, it sounds like we're trying to get to a 100%, but maybe yeah. I'm thinking like, do I want them to be a hundred percent vulnerable yeah. with me? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's fair. I respect that. Um, you know, I, I think it just, it's, it's customizable. I think it just depends. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know what my wife needs and, and wants and, um, what she deserves. And so I, I would definitely want to show up a hundred and, and not to say you're not on the same page as that, yeah. but, um, I do also believe too, that, you know, I don't need to know everything <laughs> and, and I'm sure she could say the same <laughs> yeah. thing. So there is some type of privacy there, but I think for us, just the vulnerability really also equates to just trust, yeah. not infidelity, just trust. Like, are you going to show up for me? Are you going to be there for me? Can mm-hmm. I count on you? Um, are you going to judge me? So, you know, so on and so forth. So, and when the other thing I've noticed too, which is a benefit of, of being more vulnerable is um, they're able to see you in a totally different light mm. and love you in a totally different way, um, which is so beautiful. Um, and it's, it's hard to obtain that in my opinion, any other way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I appreciate those questions, man. That was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so um, any other final takeaways? I mean, we we really this is great, man. But anything else you want to just bullet point leave just for takeaways for people listening or watching? Um, I'm actually more curious on the the marriage side of you, uh, mm-hmm. like because I'm not sure like how everything was structured. Um, okay. Uh, I guess yeah. Is, is it a monogamous marriage? Oh yes, yeah, 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 for sure. It's it's monogamous. Um, I mean, we even you know had a had a rule where we're not. Um, I don't have anyone in my life from the opposite sex that I've had sexual relations with, mm. and vice versa. Um, you know, we we don't do flirting. We don't do definitely don't do <laughs> physical cheating, and definitely not emotional cheating. Mm-hmm. You know, um, learned that the hard way a couple relationships back. And, um, yeah, but it's, it's on your end or yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware of like about emotional cheating because oh. I was like, I'm not cheating. And she's yeah. like, I know, but you're leading this girl on whether you realize it or mm. not. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And I'm, well, you're pillow talking with her, Justin. She knows, you know, I'm like, oh, that that's wrong. That's grand. I'm like 23 years old at this yeah. time, but, um, yeah, it wasn't common sense mm-hmm. <laughs> to me mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, again, just, just final takeaways, final um, takeaways. I feel else? like, well, is there anything that we missed? No, um, we definitely covered it all and we covered even more so, which is great. Um, I think for me, you know, I just really appreciate you and maybe this is your acknowledgement moment. I guess I'll go into it, but I just appreciate the fact that, you know, you took a a chance, you took a risk, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you could have just went down this smooth stream, so to speak with your career and making your mom and dad happy and pleasing other people, but yourself. Yeah. And, and I really appreciate and admire you for, um, saying, you know what, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk here Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty happy with, I'm pretty confident that I know a lot of people will be able to have a huge takeaway from that. Hopefully it encourages them and inspires them. Um, and also too, you know, everyone knows by now, if you don't welcome, you must be new because I am so big on therapy. Mm. You're the second therapist I've had on. I'm trying to get my own personal therapist on, which will be three, Mm -hmm. but I just, as much as I want to normalize vulnerability for men, and people in general, men and women. Um, but uh, I want to normalize going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And so for you to be so young and be a therapist, that's awesome. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are looking at you right now or hearing you right now, knowing your age, like, okay, cool. Like, I, I'd rather go to him than, again, the older man or woman. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, no, definitely appreciate that. And for appreciate sure. you even going to this platform and, yeah. and, and talking to people about very intimate tough tougher things that we might not talk about if we're just getting maybe like uh, a coffee or something like that like the intention behind it is very strong and more of it is needed thank you um yeah and i think more and more mental health is, is is going on and even now that they have they switched over to a number, just the three-digit number for mental health. I don't know if you, like for suicide prevention. Oh, please, let's talk about that. um, I didn't know about that. They, I forget what the number is, but it's just like 911, but for if you're thinking about committing suicide or if you know someone that's committing suicide. Before it was like a 1-800 number, which was like, I couldn't even remember it. Sure. Um, I'll I'll make sure I look that up and I'll make sure you guys are... are, uh can, can see that and read that. So, yeah. so that's been pretty cool. And just so many more tech companies. So I still pretty stay in touch with tech, especially in the mental health space. Like okay. a lot more private equity firms yeah. are our investment banking firms are investing into that space. Mm. Um, so talking to them about it and also working with, with them, mm-hmm. um, uh, on the couple setting, mm. um, like how they're innovating couples therapy and then also how, 
they're kind of going to be taking over the majority share, I believe, in the private practice space. Okay. Because they're able to get on a national level where still, as a private clinician, we're only able to work state by state. And you have to get licensed every state if you want to work in 50 states. Sure. So, and then the next thing is like, I see uh, therapy, mental health, more just similar to like also having a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, you're really meeting only once a week. Yeah. Um, all the other stuff is like, hopefully you do the work outside of yep. therapy, outside of physical training, because you can't gain, gain 10 pounds in muscle or lose 10 pounds right. in weight if we just meet once a week. Totally. Um, so the, the physical side and the mental side, they just go hand in hand. Yep. Um, yeah, you got, you got to stay with it. You got to stay with it, stay with it consistently. And, um, since the thing about it is like personal trainer might not be accepted for uh, insurance purposes. Yeah. A lot of therapists do accept insurance. And if you're paying like a $20 copay, $10 copay a week, um, to get these gains mentally, um, I highly recommend it. Um, I call that MWS. What is that? Money well spent. Money well spent. Yeah. For, for <laughs> oh your long term health. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Um, even if uh, sometimes like clients will come to me and like, oh, we have just nothing to talk about. I was like, okay, let's just sit here for mm. six, 30 minutes, 60 minutes to, uh, to breathe, yeah. to, to just sit in silence for a little bit and mm-hmm. like maybe just walk you through your day because sure. we might not have that if we're go, 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 yeah. or um, not really take a, time to like take, just take a breath and mm-hmm. um, chill out and think about what's actually going on in the present moment. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you said that because, um, I have had a couple there. I obviously like to talk, but I've had a couple of therapy sessions where an hour before I'm like, I don't even, I'm good. Like, I don't even know yeah. what I'm going to talk about, but I never miss yeah. a, a session because I'm like, something will come up. Yeah. Um, so I encourage everyone, if you guys are in therapy and, and you're like, oh, I'm good, you know, it's like, like again, you reference the gym and you're going, you're like, my six packs here, I'm, I can take a week off or whatever. Yeah. You, that, w- there's a quote that says, um, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So don't half-ass the gym. Mm-hmm. Don't get comfortable when you have your gains or the body that you want. Don't half-ass therapy. Mm-hmm. Don't get comfortable when you feel like I'm good. I'm, I, you know, my relationship's great or whatever. Yeah. Um, I encourage everyone to just stick with it because even though you may not feel like you have something to talk about, things will still resurface mm-hmm. or you can just celebrate that win that you feel good in that mental space. Like mm-hmm. I must be doing something right that mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have all these problems anymore. Yeah. So that's great that you said that. I appreciate that. And there's a, there's this almost like a skewed, um, way of looking at uh like mental health so for example Mm -hmm. it's like maybe we start training as an athlete Mm -hmm. in high school or junior high like we that's when we start playing sports so we're getting a little bit more comfortable with our body we're learning these different techniques to build strength to build speed Mm -hmm. to build endurance on the therapy mental health side of things we might not be introduced to this until maybe we're later in life sure so we're starting from a baby or mm-hmm. like basic beginning like learning to like do the bench press for the first time ever yeah um so also be understanding like you be patient with yourself when yeah. you are learning these things like don't get frustrated like not try, yeah. try not to get frustrated with yourself mm-hmm. um but there's also people that go start from therapy a lot younger but uh, sure. more spoken for people like on my side of where totally. i started therapy a lot later where it, it's not going to be matching my physical mm-hmm. performance compared to my mental performance. Like I'll get, I'll get rattled easily or I might, sure. I might be anxious a lot quicker than sure. um, me running like a mile or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and last thing I'll add to that too is, um, you know, if you're starting later in therapy too, correct me if I'm wrong, 
there's a lot of bad habits you have mm-hmm. to break. There's a lot of old bad patterns yeah. and triggers mm-hmm. and trauma that you mm-hmm. have to unpack. So it's like the sooner the better. And, and personally, for me speaking, um, it was, thank God it was as early as it was for me. Um, but I could just imagine someone today at even 30, which is young, yeah. just starting therapy. Yeah. You know, like that's, you, you know, just be patient with it. Respect, respect the process, like, like anything else. No, def- definitely agree. Um, yeah, first is just gaining, fostering that awareness and yeah. and learning more about yourself. And then yeah. if you want to build on it, you mm-hmm. can, or maybe not, it might not be the right time in your life to sure. touch on something maybe traumatic and give it yeah. some time, yeah. which is okay too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the round of rapid fire questions. Okay. Uh, there's five, whatever comes to mind. I love the raw reactions um, from everyone. Okay. Question number one. If you could do anything knowing you won't fail, what would that be? Oh, man. I would have to say... I, this is the first thing that popped in my mind, so I'm going to go with it. Okay. It might be problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out and date more. Okay. So reaching out to yeah. people that you might not even like have the opportunity to come across. Right. Or... Um, not thinking about like actresses or anything like our models no, or anything no. like that. But, but just, just so you reach out, you, you know, you're not going to be rejected. Yes. Yes. Totally. So going through just, just trying different, um, mm-hmm. dating in Europe, dating, in, yeah. just dating. I would say dating. That's wow. like the, the thing. I love that answer, man. That's, yeah. that's great. I'm sure a lot of people weren't thinking that, but they're like, oh man. Yeah. Cause dating yeah. is hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. For sure. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing is I fear getting rejected. Yes. Um, okay. Question number two, what's one experience you've had? that's changed your life okay this was my best friend when we were in i was a sophomore he was a junior okay so he was experiencing bipolar disorder right. and so i was going through a manic phase yeah um and i had no idea what was going on mm. so we i get a call i was at a family party mm-hmm. and uh, i get a call I was like hey i need you right now like something's going down and uh we are yeah we're just in the middle of this field and we're like four four of us are looking towards each other so we're almost like in a little box mm-hmm. and uh his, his his like we're just started talking there was a very like religious component to it and you see that a lot of people that might have manic disorder or are going through a mania phase that there's sure. religion um that is propelling the the storyline okay of what's going on in their narrative okay so we felt like we we're like disciples of Jesus. Like, wow. and I thought I was going to get slaughtered. Like I was, I thought I was going to get be like a sacrificial, sacrificial Fisher. lamb. Wow. Um, so then police call the phone dies because of the battery. And then we just start running like very wow. wild yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, probably run for mile and a half. Whoa. <laughs> very, yeah. A big laugh, uh, a big thing. And the one, the, the friend that passed away, wasn't in the best shape. So he's tailing behind. Yeah. And I didn't see him for probably four months after that. Oh, wow. So vanished. And we were very close. Sure, like, sure. He lived, it was my neighbor, very yeah. close. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very worried. And my mom, I guess, spoke with his mom and was like, you don't, you don't want to hang out with him anymore. And oh. don't hang out with him anymore. Um, so since that was a big shift on like how I viewed, it wasn't because I didn't know mental health. Yeah. So just kind of like the abandonment, yeah. the... Uh, what is loyalty in friendships and mm. relationships mm. and um, how much does it affect everyone around family members as well as uh, sure. people perceiving as like he might be crazy or 
Yeah, totally. Um, you shouldn't hang out with them. The stereotype, yeah. yeah. And just the, the projection. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah. And uh, and anyone going through some mental health stuff right now, I'm um, sure that, that, that hit hard for sure. You know, just mm-hmm. as far as feeling judged, yeah. you know, and, and, and I don't want to speak on behalf of anybody, um, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine you just feel misunderstood. Yeah more than anything else. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that. And that was actually the last time I cried, like okay. cried in a like uncontrollable way. Yeah. In a very, yeah. Like I'll, I'll cry. Sometimes I'll cry in session or sometimes, okay. but it's not like, it's like maybe a couple of tears. I'm sure. eyes get watered. You get emotional. Yeah. But yeah, this yeah. is the first time, like I, the last time I actually cried where wow. it impacted me so much that ever since then, like it didn't, nothing has really like touched that area. Mm, sure. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Yeah. That's, that's a great story. All right. Question number three, what's one motto or mantra you live by? Oh, okay. Um, I think this one's, this one comes a little bit more quicker. Sure. Um, for me, it's yeah. Promoting mental health and physical health. Love it. Um, yeah, I I think I thought of that like tagline or the mottos, Mm -hmm. I think when I was maybe 23 and really just uh, stuck with it. Stuck with it. Live by it. Um, I have yeah. it on my wall. I have it in my Great. practice. Mm. Um, yeah. Just knowing that both things go hand in hand. I, yeah. and it almost stems to like just promoting health because sure they are so married together. Totally. Um, and yeah, that's yeah that's been with me. Love it. Great answer. Question number four: What do you want to be known for when you leave this earth? Think legacy. Someone that. Uh, uh, was courageous, someone that uh, went against the grain, um, w- against the odds with stereotypes, yeah. breaking the bamboo ceiling, mm. um, <laughs> and uh, just big nuts. Yeah, I don't even know how to what sure. big nuts would mean, but um as long as it makes sense to you part of it is the humor behind like what i try to convey because stuff is heavy throughout the day totally on my end so like i try to lighten it up in my language yeah where it's very strong and impactful but also Mm -hmm. kind of joking lighthearted. yeah 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 um so yeah big nuts so (laughs) (laughs) i love it man hey there's no wrong answer yeah um cool last and final question what does kevin admire most about kevin um, putting, yeah, I would say like putting myself out there, like even reaching yeah. out to you, yeah. um, extending myself where, uh, I might not have, or, or I might be scared or sure. um, I'm a fear of heights, but understanding that the more exposure you get when we're thinking about even like a therapy side is yeah. when we overcome our fears is a very rewarding feeling. Yeah. And, um, for me, that's, it's, it's, yeah, just trying to do the things that I know that I wouldn't have done maybe a year ago. Yeah. But now that I, 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 I would just at least try, I might be bad at it, mm-hmm. but just try and, um, do my best when it comes to things that I'm scared of. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful, man. And it's, it's, uh, admirable for sure. And, and definitely inspiring. You know, you don't know unless you try. Mm-hmm. And that goes for all aspects of life and career, relationships, romantic, family, friends, et cetera. 
Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, if you want to shout anything out, the Instagram handle has been popping up since we've been rolling. Oh, Don't okay. worry. But um, anything you're working on, anything you want to promote, where can people get in touch with you, especially if, if uh, new clients? Yeah, new clients, they can reach out to me on kevinyoutherapy.com. Um, so I'm working under um, someone's supervision right now. So okay. Uh, you would get two hands Great. reviewing your cases. Um, I see mostly individuals, couples. I'm full, mostly. I'm, uh, I'm almost full on individuals and couples okay. I'm still seeing. Okay. Um, hopefully, once I get licensed in Illinois, I'll open up a private practice and then I'll give you another yeah. another name. I still got to think of a good therapy like <laughs> company name. Sure, sure, sure. I've uh, been working on a podcast. Hopefully, you'll be coming on um, called uh, Who Are You? And... Um, the, the U is Y-U, as means my last name, kind of catchy. It's great. Um, and then just working on a YouTube channel, and then um, that's about it. Yeah, it's been yeah. trying to trying to, trying to follow in your footsteps, oh, man. Oh, uh, uh, thank you, man. Um, <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. I appreciate that. But I'm just... Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get better every day, man. And this is uh, my 30-something episode. So, yeah. you know, just for whatever it's worth for you, it just gets easier. You get, you get more comfortable. Um, and especially... I mean, you're you're living in your purpose and your passion, and mm-hmm. and, and I am now just starting to do that as well. So mm-hmm. it's um, this is like my safe space. Yeah, this is like my full comfortability yeah. factor. So, um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for just doing what you do, and um, and also um, just just sharing a lot that you did today. It was great. It's gonna help a lot of people. Thank you, man. And let me know whenever, man. I'm excited. I'll come I on the show. It. No, dude, I gotta be ready. I'm, I'm taking tips. Like <laughs> you're saying, like, oh, get questions, and I'm like, dude, it's so flowy that I can't even oh, wow. like throw in a question because you're so on top of it. <laughs> oh, no, thank I'm you. Kidding. I appreciate that. But <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.